0: Hello everyone and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast. As you can see, we're all together because there's a very special Royal Ascot preview that's going to be recorded after this, very quick scurry through Saturday's uh, special podcast uh, for this weekend because we are dedicated to every single weekend, even though we have a major festival coming up. So Ross, TC, great to see you in person um, off the back of what's been a really good run of form of late and pleased to have seen that uh, Jumby um, went in in the John of Gord at nine to four, beat your, both of your selections. We had that rare occasion where you were agreed on everything and you were right with Midnight Affair, a nap for Ross next best for TC correct correct yes we could do more of those they could work let's see yeah, what geez. happens this weekend TC
1: keeps sending them over sending
0: them <laughs> well you've actually been in the same place today to look at each other's notes but I'm sure um, there's a one line of thinking that I think we're all nearly going to agree with when it comes to this weekend because obviously we're looking ahead to Royal Ascot so it's slightly less a weekend and uh, maybe a few afterthoughts but the scurry stakes has always and traditionally been a, a very good race for three-year-olds at the sprint, sprint race at Sandown, down the five furlongs, and that's what we're going to focus on. Um, great state um, is, heads it from a betting perspective. Oshi Murphy, Richard Barney, teaming up this horse has been on a, a real roll of late. Um, Tajala, who's unbeaten for David Egan. Roger Varian is in this. Uh, padika, who's been all over this country and France as well. Um, in the lineup. William Buick, who's going to have a, quite a big week with George Bowie next week. Uh, team up and they've got Kiti content Yashat, Kantakan uh, and Havana Puzi, and a couple of others to um, hold fort of the Scary Stakes. So um we'll start with Ross because he landed the nap last week. Scurry stakes not a huge amount of an offer in terms of said depth and I think there is one standout I have to agree with Great State and the ratings say that as well.
1: Yeah I think Great Stakes is, is, is the horse to beat. Um, I'm just a really big fan of Tijala he went into my notebook after his debut in April last year. Um, the form of that race hasn't worked out, but I think sometimes you have to trust your eye, and he looked wildly impressive to me. He traveled really powerfully, finished his race off really well. I mean, Andrea, could barely pull him up, right up into the hill at Newmarket. Um, wasn't seen since. In my final race TV piece last year for two-year-olds, I, I did a Don't Forget section, and he was top of the list. I thought he was really impressive. Made a really good comeback at, at Hamilton. Um, travel powerfully, had to switch, finished the race off well, I think there's every chance there's more to come, I and mean, that was the first run through an 88 days. so fitness I think will bring him on, but also that was just his second start, so he's going to have plenty more to give, great state is, is far more exposed, albeit he's only a three year old, um, and just at the prices, in a race that I haven't got a huge opinion on, I was just keen on Maybe David can going on a better ride I thought was notable, he could have gone to York, um, so I just think Tajala's got plenty going for him uh, in a race where there's probably one horse to beat.
0: He gets that three pound weight from the Great State because of his listed win can help, especially in a, a sprint and well, what's going to be fast ground as well.
1: Yeah, I mean he's got he's he's got it to do because you know uh, Silent uh, Words was was beaten far more comfortably by Great State mm. than Tajala managed. But just think Tajala didn't have the run of the race uh, at Hamilton. I think he had to switch, not ideal to get a run. Like I said, first run three hundred and eighty eight days. Um, be no surprise if Great State uh, wins, but sometimes you just have to follow your gut and Tejado is a horse I really like and hopefully he'll keep on impressing.
0: Yeah, the Roger Varen team going great guns, unbeaten for a reason. I just think he's, the price he is because he has that <laughs> sort of unbeaten record to his name and as Ross has rightly said, there is a form line here with Great State um, and Silent Words, and yes, Great State's beaten him fair and square, but he seems to just be really progressive this year. Not exactly um, uh, discouraging as a two-year-old, but he's clearly taking a bit of time, gelding, gelding all of that, hit the sexiest that selling the a gray he's yeah. got everything to like in my books at, at two to one.
2: Yeah, I think that's a very fair price, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's focused on the draw, this by phone, track at sand down, you know, it's a huge bias for a long period of time to be drawn low, I don't think that's the case now. It could be the only negative for Great State yeah. because his horse that comes from behind, all the speed looks to be high, they're gonna come across to the far side rail and he might be in a pocket. So that's the one negative for him, but there are loads of positives. Horses yeah. with closing speed are best suited by the track, and he's got that. Uh, he's close to the highest rating in the race, as you've already touched on, based on a 108 after his most recent success. Um, he's got the best form in the race from the West, uh, West O States last time at York, and if you look at the sectionals from that race, he ran the final furlong three uh, three lengths quicker than any other horse in the race, mm-hmm. which might not sound um, like a great deal, but it really is in a sprint. Like he was picking up powerfully, the others were fading, and he really hit the line well. And I think he's gonna be very well suited to this track. Connections after his race last time at York said, they might go towards the Palace of Holyrood House. Now they're going towards the Scurry. Maybe that could be seen as negative, but I think that's a positive. Finding that weaker race, still worth a, a good deal of money. I think Grace great wants
0: to be. I think because they went up so much and he's got an official racing 108, he probably handicapped himself yeah. out of the Palace of Holyrood House. But I think some of the horses in behind him, Pillow Talk, Michaela's boy in that race, they'll be the collective watching an Eagle Eye for a, a good form boost or whatever for that race, you'd imagine. And I think a lot of York Dante meeting, we're going to touch on this in the Royal Ascot preview, the Dante meeting has been a really strong indicator going forward throughout. At this end part season
2: i think your form in general is a good form point so no matter where you're going because you get good race in there it's always a very fair track every horse gets the run of the race that they want um big connections go there normal trainers owners you know your form is always a big point
0: Okay, so confidence behind great state for TC. I would be in agreement for all those reasons. Oshin Murphy obviously was on board at York. He he's back on board again today, and I think um, Oshin or I did say I haven't need to check probably up at York, but um, he's normally a retained rider with Richard Vine. But you don't say that this is a a pretty top jockey booking. Uh, regardless, it it feels like a two horse race. Padique is probably just worth mentioning for George Bowie. She's been such an admirable filly, Tom, but she's. Night just want it a bit softer,
2: yeah. I think so. Soft ground is where she's been seen at her best. She finished her second in Group Three in France on very soft ground. She's super consistent, though, isn't mm. she? She always runs her race, rocketed up the handicap. And on official rating, she's got a chance, but you know, she's bumping into too good a concert.
0: Okay, so great state for Tom and I, uh, Jala for for Ross and the Scurry Stakes. We are going to keep this brief because we've got a big Royal Ascot preview for you not to, to miss. Um, so we're going to go uh, quickly through Naps and Next Best, and because you landed the nap last week and it was a bit of a tricky one who to go for first. Uh, but Ross, I feel like I'm, I owe you your, your pleasure now. Go for it. Yes. That, and your next best.
2: Ross has been making you feel terrible about <laughs> this for a week. We need to say this. Yes, and This I is
1: know.
0: why he's <laughs> not getting the I'm in the bad book. So <laughs> better know. win,
2: both of them. I feel bad <laughs> I haven't brought the cross on. Um,
1: so. I actually had one eat Toxta and I thought, do I dare put up a eat nap? <laughs> Jump on? racing
0: in this heat. I and, mean, that's another so, discussion. <laughs> and it wasn't
1: declared. So we've got two two-year-olds. Um, the nap comes in the 2.30 at Bath. Uh, Unbreak my heart, Clive Cox, uh, Philly. Um, she ran a really eye-catching race on debut, finishing third uh, behind two previous winners and two good previous winners. Uh, and she was actually an outlier for Clive Cox at the time in May, because two-year-olds weren't running that one well at all, and she posted sort of a, a notably good performance staying on on the uh, really taking in the closing stages. Um, 2 year old have just hit a bit of form now, um, two winners from his last two runners. Um, I think she's got bags of potential in this, um, and I think in the 230 at Bar, uh, Bath and Break My Heart with Inc. Clyde Cox, and then another two-year-old um is the next best in the 135 at Chester, uh, invincible friend Tom Dasker. Had really good form at uh, Chester over five firm and finishing a uh, second behind hackman after fairly slow start and finished well was really well back then to up in trip at, at Haydock next time in the sixth furlong contest just never got into it um, I think good to firm round there probably wasn't helpful it was a decent contest and that was also uh, his third run in, in four weeks I just wonder whether that had perhaps taking the edge off him it's got a nice draw here on good ground at the moment if it got faster be a bit of a concern but if it stays Genuinely good ground over this six-run trip from draw two. Uh, I think he takes all the beating in that.
0: Okay, Bath and Chester's, is all over the country I'm with this weekend. Um, Tom, what have you found?
2: Yeah, sand Sanddown for me. My nap comes in the four o'clock, which is a mile too far Maiden, which tells you how big a race in this, mm. this weekend <laughs> when I'm napping in a Maiden. Uh, it looks a uh, pretty competitive and strong race on paper. Um, there's a couple of good horses in there Cathab for William Haggis, who ran the Wood Ditton, Cracks King, who was sent off favourite on debut on New Weather, Middle Earth, uh, a newcomer, a son of Royal Lyons, also in there as well. Uh, but I like a horse called a Dublin Lad. He really caught my eye at uh, a new market last year on Davey, went straight into my mental tracker, cost 300,000, bred by Cheeby Park and bought by hail Um, He's by UBC, out of a, a mare called Sacre Caroline, whose other progeny is the very talented sacred, mm. who we'll get to on the Royal Ascot pod, I'm sure. Uh, incidentally, Sacre Caroline is the daughter of Blaine, who beat Zenyatta in yeah. the ten <laughs> Breeders' Cup Classic. A double um, Dublin that was super green on debut, but he ran on in the closing stages. Frankie Dettori takes the ride, set up in triple we'll C, so yeah, he's my nap. Uh, the next best comes in, the 8.25 at Leicester. Uh, evening racing, mm. not good. Um, but it's a horse called Havana Heat, another son of Havana Grey, where he talks about one in Scurry. Um, he was a no-show in three novice events to begin his career. However, he was just extremely immature. He was breaking slowly, flashed his tail on occasion. Generally he didn't look like he knew how to race. Gelded back in March, that seems to have had the desired effect. And he's finished second on his last two starts. First up off the line, he bumped into an equally well handicapped Philly, uh, and then last time out he was squeezed out the start of Brighton, which you can't be, because it's downhill. You lose mm-hmm. so much ground. Uh, and he was only denied three quarters of an length back in second. With a clean trip, I think, about a heat, he's overdue a victory uh, in the 8.25 list. Okay, brilliant. Nice. Um, tune, uh,
0: nap next best. I've only got over got one nap. Um horse that I was just waiting to see if is um definitely running this weekend. It's a horse called uh Kiava for Adrian Keatley. Um he's booked Jody Townend has come over for the FEMA amateur's Queen Mother's Cup handicap. I was super impressed with this horse when he won at York in the Dante meeting, um beating some nice rivals. And then he took advantage of his hurdle mark and ran at a Market Race the racing that uh, I'm sure Ross was watching, and um, had Brian Hughes on board and he was able to back up his flat victory back over hurdles. He's massively versatile. He went up five pounds the handicap, but I think having uh, Jodie Tanner on board in what is. An amateur jockey's handicap is a, a massive benefit, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him run um at uh, York on Saturday. So um, that's it—a real quick fly through this weekend's action. As we know, the focus is Royal Ascot, uh, but must remind um, all listeners, all viewers, all new SBK c- customers get. Three, 30 pounds of free bets when they sign up, and about 10 pounds for the first time. So that is well worth taking up on, um, especially with Royal Ascot coming up. And uh, before we finish and let you take a breather before you get into the Royal Ascot uh, podcast, don't forget also we have done a really big preview with George Bowie, an in-depth stable tour ahead of Royal Ascot. That is not to be missed. You must have the most exciting group of horses heading to Royal Ascot of all trainer in this country and in Ireland. I don't know how many uh, other trainers have at least 20 that they're hoping to take to the Royal Ascot meeting. So um, make sure that you get um, a view of that on the YouTube channel. Um, As I mentioned, we're about to record a Royal Ascot special, so make sure you check that out too. Thanks for joining.